0: Welcome to MLD Wealth, Money Matters, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights on the market and economy. Hosted by Chad Larson, top ranking portfolio manager at CG Wealth Management and founder of MLD Wealth Management. In this podcast, Chad shares concise, clear, and authentic views on the market, helping gain greater clarity on the current state of the investment landscape facing investors.
1: Hey guys, Chad Larson, MLD Wealth. Um, Coming to you in September the 6th, kind of the Tuesday after Labor Day weekend. Um, Kids are back at school. Um, Those of us working are still working, uh, back in the saddle, so to speak, Uh, back wearing closed shoe, closed toe shoes, and pants with waistbands and belts again. Uh, So it's nice to see the office a little fuller. Uh, And it was an important time. This kind of feels like uh, the New Year's uh, post New Year's uh, Eve, kind of New Year's Day of being an adult, kids are back in school, a bit more of a routine, and and things, activity levels uh, in the office are going to pick up. So lots lots to kind of unpack. I'll do my best to be as concise as possible. Um, but as always, if there's any questions or comments that you want to pass in, give me a shout or shoot me an email. Uh, you all have my contacts. But um, kind of summarizing the summer, uh, I've been consistent with the the video. So um you know please let me know if you still enjoy the format i think it's a great way to um see some tonality and kind of the, how we're feeling about the markets and you know lots happened through the summer obviously june recapping june was horrible um kind of marking the front half of the year with worst start to the market since the great depression and then july was absolutely incredible um so we had this horrible month followed by an incredible month uh and so for those of you who weren't paying attention good for you um, it was, you know, pretty uh, neck neck snapping through uh, uh, through the summer, and then it was important what was going to happen in, in, in August was, you know, was that a bear market rally or, you know, was that the bottom? Was the June bottom going to be the bottom, and uh, where markets going to continue to surge? I can tell you the first few weeks of August, they felt like the risk-seeking behavior was back on. Even some of the U.S. mean stocks started working again. Um, there definitely seemed to be building euphoria, um, and we didn't buy it. There, was, there wasn't enough economic data to support kind of a, a rallying bull market uh, recovery into uh, you know rising inflation rates and all of the geopolitics going on and uh, cost of energy, et cetera. More on that later. Uh, so we spent a lot of part of August really selling into the you know, big, strong rally through July and the first part of August. Uh, you know The MLD core fund is now in a tactical position. It's one of the highest levels of weightings of cash I've ever held. Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I think we're going to retest the um, June lows. Um, I would tell you that two to three weeks ago, I probably would sit with almost 100% certainty um, you know, we'll retest those lows being just the market swung too far in either direction. Um, we we are entering a seasonally weak period uh, for the marketplace, kind of September through that October period. the u s. midterm elections always a seasonally weak period, uh, or historically weak uh, through that midterm election cycle. Um, but also a few things have started to to pan out. You know, we're seeing, um, technical indicators, stochastic indicators, market momentum indicators—a lot of indicators saying that you know, listen, the worst is behind us, and you know, it's time to to maybe look at getting very bullish. Um, you know, through July, you know, where the performance attribution came, you know, we'd put a tactical uh, position on, you know, overweight into the Nasdaq, uh, just buying market exposure. You don't have to be overly. Um, smart or uh, security selection uh, is irrelevant when you're just trying to capture flows back into the market you kind of just want to be on the wave with everybody Uh, we took that off uh, into the last week of august because the last week of august our thesis started to pan out it was the absolute kind of just decimation into the last week of august and and the S&P started its uh, retrenchment kind of ending the month off over four and a half percent. We had a positive month through that. Um, So, you know, pat on the back for myself, but I just want to jump into a few charts. I know pictures, uh, pictures are great. I like them too. Kind of just again, talk to them, things that, things that may have piqued our interest. Um, Canada's cheap Um, stocks in Canada are trading, you know, at historically low valuations. These are low valuations that we saw kind of, you know, in through 11, through the the credit crash. So, you know, as much as we're trading at 12 times earnings for the next 12 months, this is one of the historically low levels. Um, While the S&P index is still roughly 40% higher, you know, apples to apples, don't compare them. You know, we don't have companies like Google growing at 20 times uh, forward, you know, consistently year in, year out. We're more of a resource banking-based economy. There's not a lot of high-growth companies that dominate our our TSX. Um, But, again, this is kind of posing, reaffirming one of those things I've been talking about for the better part of a year, you know, phase three of an economic cycle. Resorts, kind of uh, bread and butter businesses uh, look uh, to be great places to be, and, you know, entry points, you know, continue to look great, uh, and Canada uh, will probably continue uh, to kind of lead the pack, which is which is rare. Uh, okay, so we're talking about some positive things that, you know, took my thesis of being for sure we're going to retest uh, June lows. Uh, this kind of, this, this competes with that. It is important that we, you know, we don't fall victim to confirmation bias. And you know, when we have a theory and a thesis, uh, we want to make sure we're looking all over the map to things that contradict and and make us question. So, you know, since 1985, there's been only four times where the S and P has met all three of these parameters uh, on the same day, uh, and this happened on August 26. Basically, that was like when the market died again. Um, so, you know, we saw uh, the parameters of. Over 98% of stocks had declining volume, meaning they had a strong, strong sell-off. B, the S&P is above its 50-day moving average. We saw that. And C, the S&P was also below its 200-day moving average. So summary, when this happens all all three times at once, uh, the observation is that one year later, the market was up uh, by an average of 19% uh, a year later. So, okay, maybe we should be positioning some capital Maybe we should kind of like, you know, hitting on, on 11 when the dealer's showing, you know, bus card. And you either go for the gusto or you look for more signals uh, coming in. Also, again, this is very positive. Um, I'm, I guess I'm going to try to be the good news bear to start this. Um, last week, the S&P recovered half of its bear market losses. This is a very good sign. Uh, stocks have never moved back to new lows after this has happened. But again, you know, one of the things we have to understand is never say never. In fact, a year later, the S&P has been higher 100% of the time. This has happened 15 times since 1956. uh, And again, up on average 19.3%. So when half of the bear market is recovered, stocks never move back to new lows. So again, I'll give you copies of all of these peak to trough dates, the amount the S&P had gone down to trigger what a bear market was how long, what date the 50% recovery, and look, every time, never made a new low, and you can start to see, you know, the one, three, six, and 12 months returns um, coming out of that. So, again, very positive uh, things that we're seeing. So, again, this is a visual or logarithmic version of that other chart, but stocks have never made new lows after recovering half of their bear market. So... Should we be piling in here? Should we be using all this liquidity uh, that we created into the end of August and buy more stocks? I say yes, uh, but we're gonna wait and just be a little bit patient because I think hopefully that's that value add that we have. Uh, and timing is always you know terrible in the short term. But this is kind of where where you know our thesis is positioned. Seasonality never plays out exactly like annual averages but still anyone who is surprised by market weakness during August to October has not studied market history enough. This is the average of all years of the S&P seasonality, and this is the cumulative returns, and this is the trading day of the year. Kind of 160 days into the year, kind of we are here. And again, this is the Dow Jones Industrial Average Seasonality. We are in a pretty choppy part of the market. So you know, with all these positive things happening you know, with the bulk of interest rate of hikes already happened with already, you know, triggering bear markets, already recovering half of that. So when the book's all telling us time to get, you know, go all in and put some big bets down, we do know we're in a seasonally kind of weak period of the market. So we're going to be patient in through this fall and, and look for this fall falling of the market. I've said numerous times the market's been trying to find, you know a bottom, and it has. Uh, but the bottom will likely be, you know, triggered and defined as when the Fed becomes less hawkish. Um, last couple of weeks, uh, two weeks ago, Jerome Powell, um, you know, reconfirmed the Fed's commitment to taming inflation and definitely continued to guide to getting benchmark interest rates to 350 basis points, which, quite frankly, are double from where we are here today. So expect more hikes. Expect some pain through the fall. Uh, And here's why. So we're in the sweet spot for midterm years to struggle in the marketplace. In fact, the average midterm year is down as of October 5th. And listen, the the S&P is in major down territory uh, year to date. Um, So I bet most investors didn't know that, but the good news is that the S&P 500 finishes up 6% on average. So big year-end rallies are common. And I think that's what we're positioned for we're in an enviable position, you know, in the MLD core fund and across our core strategies, um, you know, comparative to the benchmark of a balanced low risk investor, comparative to the S&P, et cetera. Um, you know, we're incredibly uh, happy with uh, with how things have gone so far. So I don't need to swing overly for the fences, but I'm not going to sit back and, and not look for opportunities. So when we see, or when we hope to see, uh, a big fall, fall. We will look uh, to contact clients and make uh, uh, make some uh, some big big moves. So your average midterm year trends to bottom around August 14th, and the median bottom on September 4th. One year off of those lows, stocks are up more than 30% on average. The bottom line is midterm years are usually aggravating and troublesome, but the future can be, uh, albeit indeed be bright so we're very close to um getting bullish and signaling that uh, again just more of the the chart the data driven version of the same chart these are midterm years tend to bottom later in the year uh and see larger corrections so we see the peak to trough and we see the very strong one year returns later so in 2022 we saw a peak to trough of almost 24%. Um, what's that going to be on average? You look at the average of the median's around 30%. We've seen 19, we've seen 33. I think it's fair to say we will see strong uh, returns coming forward. Um, and we're about to be positioned properly. Last one, kind of hammering at home, why we are, you know, we're not negative. We're actually quite excited. You know, this this fall, fall, or this whoosh that we're expected uh, to experience I'm really excited about what comes after that. You know, I don't need all my money in the next month or two. Um, We need some of it. We've got some liquidity set aside for all of that, but it's, I'm really excited about investing a lot of cash that we have on the sidelines in and around this. This is the four year presidential uh, cycle in the sweet spot. Uh, The dark line being the Dow, the green line being the S and P and the silver line, gray line, I guess being the NASDAQ. And so, Again, we're kind of right here through the midterm election cycle. We're going to expect to see the market bottom here anytime. And then, you know, time to uh, time to go. So it's only those who sell in panic and decline to become the real losers of volatility inherent in financial markets. Um, I hate charts like this. This is kind of um, mutual fund salesman 101. They send us tons of charts like this when everyone's having a bad day saying that it's not all going to be bad. Um, but, you know, I think we're able to now put this uh, kind of March 2020, this coronavirus thing is is in the past, um, you know, the market corrected 30%, um, you know, going back to the 50s, the Suez Canal crisis, Cuban Missile crisis, all down, um, you know, through pretty significant market correction periods and how poorly the markets did uh, and looking at what the five year plus uh, return profile uh, looked like after that. So. I think it's pretty fair to say this question mark is going to look great. Um, and I'm excited about what the future has to, to show for us going forward. Um, that's really all I had to talk through today. Uh, again, if you have any questions uh, to summarize, I think the positioning strategy worked incredible well uh, through August. Uh, we are defensively positioned. We're not bearish. Uh, we have a lot of liquidity set aside such that if we do see um, this market correction through the fall, Um, we'll look to take advantage of that and deploy capital. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful September. If you have any questions or comments, uh, shoot me a note and myself or anyone on the team is uh, happy to, to have
0: a discussion with you. Take care. The comments expressed in this podcast are the results of work done by MLD Wealth Management. They may differ from the opinion of Canaccord Genuity Corp and should not be considered as representative of Canaccord Genuity Corp beliefs, opinions, or recommendations. All views expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. The statements expressed herein are not intended to provide tax, legal, or financial advice and under no circumstances should be construed as solicitation to act As a securities broker or dealer in any jurisdiction, all views are intended for general circulation only and do not have any regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or general needs of any particular person, organization, or institution. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you want to know more about the information contained in this video, or have any related questions. Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management in Canada is a division of Canaccord Genuity Corp, member, Canadian Investor Protection Fund, and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization
1: of Canada.